By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071. You are listening to Westplex 1071. Hello? Well, I'm just going to continue to talk. You are listening to Westplex 1071. This is the BS dot show. I am Brad. He is Shelly. They just want to get in the roundabout and get off. They just want to get in the roundabout and get off. They just want to get in the roundabout and get off. Yeah, those people in those roundabouts are mean. Hi, Brad. I know you're there because you're playing with the buttons. Yeah. Thank you, Flipper. Mr. Trouble never hangs around when he hears this mighty sound. Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. I'm here. I know you're here. How are you? I'm Mighty Mouse. (laughs) You're what? See how things have changed with kids programming. You know, I have come here to save the day. Things used to be wholesome. Mighty Mouse, he's come here to... Uh, here. Oh, Mighty Mouse. Is that what that's from? For some reason, I thought it was from something else. No, here, listen to it again. You ready? Mr. Yeah. Trouble I... never hangs around when he hears this mighty sound. Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. Mr. Trouble never hangs around. Don't you think we could use Mighty Mouse in the city of St. Louis right now? Oh, we could use him in so many areas of St. Louis. <laughs> Mr. and Ms. Trouble and 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 him and her and, and all those other crazy weird pronouns. All those troublemakers, they wouldn't hang around with Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse would come to town and things would get better. I'm telling you. And you know and Do you, you know believe what? that some people just don't want to get better? Well, yeah, but you know you know who Mighty Mouse is who's who's new who Mighty Mouse's new uh, you know, co crime fighter is? No. Flipper. Flipper. Mighty Mouse and Flipper. Uh huh. <laughs> Shelly. Brad. I got a lot to talk about this morning. You know, this is our morning therapy session. <laughs> yes, I know. So talk uh, away. I've got some issues to deal with. Uh, some of them, like, I, I have to be honest with you. I am really getting to the point where our government is just flat out lying to us on a lot of stuff. They just know. Realize that. <laughs> yeah, they know what's going on, but they're going just like the. Who was it? We kidded about the fact that the lady who was the official spokesperson yesterday from the government said that some of the stuff that they're now seeing up in the sky is sky trash. Right, sky trash. Okay, that's right. You throw that McDonald's hamburger out the window, man, it goes up forty thousand feet. And an F-16 shoots it down. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. Sky trash. You driving down a highway and you throw that 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 can, that, you know, soda can out the window. That would be such a good thing. <laughs> the, um, the soda can flies up to 40,000 feet and an F-22 shoots it out of the sky. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. You know, your soda can, which you'll get like, what, two cents far when you recycle it. And they use a $400,000 Sidewinder missile to, to knock it out of the sky. Ah oh, man. Did you see the pictures of um the balloon after it was picked up off the ground? Well, they they pulled it out of the ocean. Well, yeah. 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 
so it was huge. Yeah, no kidding. It, it wasn't, you know, you think, well, it, I mean, okay. it, it gave the impression that it was like a small thing. Oh, no, no, no. It was not a small no, thing. this is no small balloon. This is bigger than most of the balloons at the Great Air, you know, the Great Forest Park Great Air Race or Great Great Balloon yes. Race, whatever they call it. This is a huge, monstrous balloon. It right. was. It was huge. Right. I'm like, oh, right. my gosh. And once again, my my... My thing of asymmetrical warfare. Okay, here we're worried about you know, oh, can we can we have the new hyper missile and which you can't see. You know, I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know the deal about you know what the hyper missiles are. The hyper missiles travel at like you know you know what a cruise missile is. A, cru- no. a cruise missile is supposedly it unde- cruises. Well, it, it's undetectable by radar because it flies what they call nap of the earth. So in other words, it flies, it's programmed so that, it, like, if it's coming to the United States, let's say the Ruskies shoot us with a r- cruise missile, and it's headed for us here in St. Louis, the thing will automatically go over the Rockies, and then as soon as it goes over the Rockies, it'll go down to, like, 100 feet off the ground. And if there's a, uh, like, but in Kansas, there is none, but if there's, like, a, a mountain or something in Kansas, it'll go up over the top of the mountain. And when it comes to Missouri, if it goes through Kansas City, it'll go up over the top of the uh, the, the buildings. It's automatically programmed to to essentially, you know, just hug the, 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 the nap of the earth, just, you know, stay like... It's like a Roomba. Like, right off the ground, and, it, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's... But the hyper-missile goes so fast, you can't see it on radar. And supposedly, the Ruskies and the Chinese already have the hyper-missiles, and we don't. So why is that exactly? You know, we're too busy worrying about pronouns. You know what I'm saying? We're too busy. Yeah, that's that is know, true. We're too busy, you know, declaring forty thousand genders, and you know, too busy. Yeah, he, him. You know, we're too busy. You know, promoting uh, transgender generals in the army. You know, rather than having, you know, I don't. You know, if that transgender general, here's who I want as a general in the army. If he kicks butt, I don't care what he wears. That's my point. I want some guy who is like. Hey, we're going to go in and we're going to kick their butts. We're going to shoot them 20 times. Then we're going to shoot them again 20 times. Then we're going to shoot them again 20 times. And then we're going to blow them up. Just we miss. <laughs> right. Those are the generals we need. Not these, well, we have to worry about what the, the balloons what, feelings. What, what gender you are. Okay, come on. Knock it off. Okay. <sighs> you say that to me a lot. No. I, you know what? See. What? See. <sighs> I'm I'm an old guy, okay. Can I say these th- kind of things, okay? Ugh, I'm real. I hate when you say that because you may you are a very young. I'm I'm real. Age I'm real happy. I'm real happy living in the in the United States. There's no other place in the world I'd rather live. You know, I'm not one of these guys who go. Well, I want to retire. I'm going to you know, like like for example, there's a guy who used to live next to our transmitter site, the, the old KSOQ transmitter site, okay? And he retired and he moved to Belize, okay? Not interested. Don't want to do that. It, you know, first off, A, should have never retire. And B, you know, I mean, like, I'd be afraid that, you know, that some drug cartel is going to show up in the middle of the night and slit my throat because they want my truck that's in the driveway. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, do oh, you know oh, that there oh. are places that pay you to move there? Well, yes. But, but you know, do you know, do you know the whole, do you know the United, and the United States is one of them. Do you know this story? No, if, I just knew about you, Belize. That's what brought it to mind was Belize. If you bring enough money to the country, you can get preferential treatment for for um, 
immigration. Now, of course, that's out the window now because all you got to do is just fly into Mexico, walk across the border, and you're in the United States. And everything. Oh, okay. Here's your Obama phone. You know, you need a bus go somewhere? Okay. Limousine? We'll call a limousine for you. I'm telling you, if, you know, you think I'm nuts, which I am, you know, if I didn't have this radio station, these radio stations to run, I literally would would go down to, to I would, you know, leave the country. I would you know, I, I'd get a boat or something like that. I'd get somebody. I'd go down to Houston, and I'd pay some guy. Hey, you know, you got a boat? Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take me down to Mexico, which isn't that far down from Houston. You know what I mean? You you jump down the, you know, you go through the Gulf of, Mex- Gulf of Mexico, and you go, I don't know, I have to look at my map. I think if I think it's to the point where if you're in Houston, you're probably only about 100 miles away from the Mexican border. I have to look at that. Anyway, um, I'd say drop me off the Mexican border. And then I'd have like a handful of cash, and I, you know, and I'd say, "Okay, hey, you, take me to McAllen, Texas, whatever they have all the problem, and just walk across the border." And you walk across the border, and you know, you you surrender to the border agents, and I I do what that deal, gal, that gal did to me, the 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 gal who's working the sign, where where I said to her, I trying to talk to her, and she says, "No English, no English," and I said, "Hey, there's a hundred dollar bill taped to my license plate, and she's and you can have it, and she's off the curb like in." quarter of a second <laughs> she's going back to grab the hundred dollar bill off of my license plate but of course she doesn't speak english you know i know but no she e- understands it right right there you go she understands it she just can't speak uh, it. speaking it but and she, understanding well, no, it are two different things she understands it when it comes to money that's what she has that little quirk in her brain that if you say to her hey you know who's abraham lincoln she'd go i don't know but if you'd say, "Hey, there's a hundred dollar bill taped on on the on the sole of my shoe," she'd say, "Which one?" You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'd go down to Mexico. I'd come across the border. You know, think about it. You wouldn't, and you'd come, and you just you just get a different identity. You become somebody else. You, I would. You know who I'd become? I'd become. Hmm. I'd, I'd come up with a real good name. I'd come up with a real good name. What's that? Brian Richardson. I'd be Brian Richardson. Okay, moving on. What time is it? Six twenty-seven. <laughs> and I would join chambers, and I would harass people in the chambers. That's what I do. Okay. Okay, six twenty-seven. <laughs> what time is it? Six twenty-seven. Is six twenty-seven? You sure it's six twenty-seven? Uh huh. We can wait a while. It'll be six twenty-eight. Yeah, I know. Okay, it is six twenty-seven. You know, I say things on this show that people don't believe. Except for me, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> you believe everything I say. Okay, yesterday. I let out this piece of trivia that I've never talked about before, ever. Okay. And I put it on my Facebook page, and I get people saying that I'm not being truthful, that I'm being dishonest about this, that I'm actually joshing about this, okay? Joshing? Let me do about something Josh, here. Joshing a Holly? <laughs> Josh Holly, Mr. You know, I'm sorry. Mr. Pirate Chief. Every time Shelly and I, we go to this event where Josh Hawley's at when he's running for Senate. Okay. And, and first off, it was sort of a weird event. It wasn't a big of an event. It was someplace right there on West. No, I, you know, it's, I always get confused. It was West, on the Outer Road. Well, West Clay is the North Outer Road. And for most of St. Charles County, or not most of it, but then turns into Terra Lane. But on the south side, it's Veterans Memorial drive or parkway whatever they call it from essentially fifth street all the way out to i think it goes all the way out into warrenton believe it or not i think the south service road out there is called veterans memorial parkway as well too okay Um, i know it goes all the way to forestell 
Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, you're exactly right, and I think it, I think they extended actually into into uh, Warren County as well too. So I, I don't know. I just know that's where my our office was for about a year before right. COVID. We go to this event. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, you were on the wrong side. We were on. That's the south side. We were on the north side. Yes. But it wasn't. It wasn't on. The, it wasn't a Veterans Parkway on the on the side we were on. Because it's on the south side. We were on the north side of 70. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, we weren't off of it then. It was on the other side of the highway. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. I've come out with this yesterday on Facebook and nobody believes me. Okay. What is it? One of my relatives. Oh, I saw that. One of my relatives, and right now I'm going to play the song that one of my relatives wrote, produced, and sang in. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, hold on if I can get this to work. Okay, that's enough. An oldie goldie. It's called Hey Paula. And then and it's a duet. And then he sings and then she, and then he's she's she's Paula and he's Paul. Okay? So then she comes back and she sings. Okay, that's Now then she comes and she sings. Okay, Paul is my older brother. That is a crock. Paul is my older brother. I've never told this story before. Is my older brother. Mm-hmm. Seriously? You don't believe me? No, I don't. Okay, guess what his name is. Can you guess what his name is? Paul. His real name is Ray Hildebrand. Okay. And the lady, they're not Paul and Paula. They're Ray Hildebrand and Jill Jackson. Okay. Ray Hildebrand wrote the song, originally titled Paul and Paula, taking inspiration from Annette Funicello. Aww. He's, and see, I've looked him up because he's actually my older brother. From a different mother? No. No, 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 no. My parents were old when they had us. Hold on. You know, it's funny that you say that because my mom was 34 when she had me. Oh. And back in the 60s, that was. Yeah, that was, that was, that was you. you she was four years too late for that. You didn't have kids in the 30s. You had them in the 20s, right? Or the teens. Back, yes. <laughs> back in the teens. Hold on. Yes. Okay, here, let me pull, let me pull this up. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you that this is, this is my brother. Okay. Ray Hildebrand, R-A-Y-H-I-L-D-E. Here he is in here. It, 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 they don't have him in here as, as Ray Hildebrand. They're just Paul and Paula. Paul and Paula. Here we go. Ray Hildebrand, born December 21st, 1940. Okay. 
million-selling number one hit, Hey Paula, biography. This is when my parents lived in Texas. Hildebrand was born in Joshua, Texas. You're, you're, you, they did not live in Texas. My mom and dad lived in Texas for a while. My, remember, my dad was in when? the, my dad was in the military. My dad lived all over the world. I mean, he lived all over the world. I mean, literally. He I mean, grew up in Hazelwood. Yeah, but that's when he moved here. This is before, see, my dad didn't go to college right away. My dad, my dad joined the army. And he traveled the world. I mean, literally traveled the world. My mom, I can't find it. It drives me nuts that I can't find it. Years ago, like maybe 25 years ago, my mom sat down and interviewed my dad and said, okay, give me your military history. And it was three pages long. She typed it out. I mean, my dad went all over the world. I mean, he was in England, he was in Europe, he was in Iceland and Greenland, okay? <laughs> cool. You know, he was in, he was, you know, and first started out, his, his, we went through basic training, then he was an MMP, a military mounted police, then they switched him into a, a, a an anti-aircraft unit, he was in a half track, and he was the gunner in an anti-aircraft unit, and then they retrained him, he became a demolitions guy. I'm telling you, he was, he was in Europe, and I've told this story before, that if you remember, the, it's one of the final scenes in the, the movie Saving Private, Private Ryan, where you know the Americans and Private Ryan's little squad are getting pushed back, and and the Germans are coming after them, that small little town, and they're, and they're retreating, and they're moving back, and they're moving back. And the scene, the poignant scene, where there's a tank coming after, coming after uh, you know Tom Hanks, and the tank's about ready to cross over a bridge, and Tom Hanks tries to blow up the bridge that's what my dad did my dad demolitions expert yes he put he talked about this all the time he was like right behind the front lines of the troop because that's exactly what they were doing they were putting as they were you know going forward after d-day and they were moving through europe and heading you know heading to the east toward germany Every time they got a little bit of ground and they got, a, you know, I don't, they don't care. I don't care if it was a railroad bridge or a bridge over a creek or a bridge over a major river, something like that. My dad bridge was over troubled water. Well, no, my dad was there on the bridge putting charges on it. You know, him, with, him and his crew were putting charges on it. So if the Americans had to retreat, they just blew up the bridges behind him. That way, the Germans couldn't couldn't go after him. And that's what my dad did. And so then he got out of the army. And uh, he went right in the reserves and served in the reserves for 36 years, retired as a captain. And he and then he went to college later in life. But he was originally, you know, him and my mom had my brother Ray down in Joshua, Texas. Okay, I'm not going to believe you because you sound so serious. And there's a tie-in with me being in the radio business. And this is why my mom didn't like the radio business. When they were down in, in, then they moved to Brownwood, Texas, and a local DJ there by the name of Riney Jordan, he was on station, K-E-A-N, asked listeners to come into the studio and sing their songs to help the American Cancer Society. The duo came and they sang Hey Paula, which Hildebrand, Ray Hildebrand wrote. The lyrics were inspired by a friend of his, Russell Berry, whose fiance was named Paula. Jordan decided that Hildebrand Jackson should record the song, and they did, right there at the radio station. That's why my mom hates radio stations. She hates radio because my older brother got into you know, singing by showing up at a local radio station, K-E-A-N, in Brownwood, Texas. 
You didn't know this about me, did you? I've never told this story before. No, that's why I think you're a big fat liar. <laughs> Look it up, Ray Hildebrand. I mean, all you have to do here. I'm not saying he doesn't exist. I'm just saying he's not related uh, to you. Well, unfortunately, well, he probably is down. He's passed a away. long, long trail of Hildebrands. I believe. But... I believe he's passed away. I and and once again, I didn't get invited. Great older brother. Brad. Did, well, he didn't invite me to the funeral. You know, what I mean, I mean, you know, it's terrible when your family passes away and you don't even know about it. Um. Oh no, no, he's still alive. I need to call him. Oh my goodness! He's reunion. He's eighty-two. Wow. He did. He go get this. He did Paula. Hey, he, hey, Paula in nineteen sixty one, and then he did a a a song in twenty twenty, just two years ago. The Holly and the Ivy, and hold Paula, Paula and Paula. Hey, Paula. He did it in twenty twenty, and then he did another one. He did another one in nineteen sixty one called Young Lovers. Yes, he still lives in Joshua, Texas. Oh my God. My I double dog dare you to call him. My brother's still alive. And did inter- you hear me? What'd you say again now? I double dog dare you. Here's a question. Are Paul and Paula a real couple? The names Paul and Paula were just pseudonyms. Paul, who was just the songwriter, is Ray Hildebrand. He was a student at Texas Howard Payne University during that time. See, I'm telling you. On the other hand, Paula is Jill Jackson, the niece of the owner of the boarding house where Ray lived. See, that's, that's, see, he got mad at my mom and dad, and he moved into a boarding house. Okay. You think I'm kidding about this? I do. You think that I am, now keep in mind. Full of feces? Yes. <laughs> they're, they're from, they're from Joshua, Texas. I ain't joshing. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, go on with the rest of your angsty stuff. Okay. What happened to the singing group Paul and Paula? This is my brother. Jackson went on with a solo career and then married a Los Angeles businessman named Marvin Landon. Since their days as a singing duo, Jill and Ray have remained friends and well into the early 2000s. They occasionally would get together and sing as Paul and Paula for special events such as oldies shows. God, he's, he's probably got money. Man, he's got money. Who's, who's Ray Hildebrand married to? Judy Hendricks. I remember Judy, too. You know, you know, there. You had me there. She no, 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 no. You're done. No, she she lived in St. Louis for a while. Do you remember in North County they used to have the salad dressing was made by the Hendricks family. Hendricks salad dressing. You remember that? No. That was Julie. That was her. Excuse me. That was Judy. That was her family. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Can we move on? <laughs> you don't believe me. No, I don't. <sighs> here's here's look at this. He's, oh my God, he's got a website. This is my brother, rayhildebrand.com. Hold a minute. Here, here, here is right here. I found, I found his website. This is my brother. I'm going to send him a note. Hey, Ray, it's your brother, Brad. Remember me? Let's get mm-hmm. together. Yeah, do here. that. Oh my God. Oh, it's got a, three decades, one heart. From the love song that started it all to solo success, an amazing collaboration. A sweet and simple love song launched Ray and his friend Jill on a meteoric ride from Brownwood, Texas, to countries all around the world. Paul and Paula were the sweethearts of the 60s, and their musical success garnered gold and platinum records as they shared a spotlight with many musical legends, from Dick Clark to the Beatles. He knows the Beatles. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, hey, 
And you know what? What? He did a special version for me years ago. I've What's never that? told. Hey, hey, Brad. What are you doing in the radio business? You know your mom hates radio. She's really mad at you. That's why she loves me more than you. Because you're a radio guru. Hey, hey, Brad. Don't believe anything that that Shelly Barr says on the morning show. Hey, <laughs> hey, Brad. Why don't you go out and sell some more ads on the radio? Was that meant for me? <laughs> that was meant for me. God. The words bite me come to mind. <laughs> And, and do you know, do you know after, and you're not going to believe this either. I mean, this is, so, all these pieces of the puzzle come together. All these pieces of the puzzle come together. And do you know that when the musical career didn't do well for my brother Ray, do you know he actually went into the movie business for a while? Uh-huh. And he was an actor, but that didn't work out well for him. So what he did was, since he was an animal lover, he started training animals. And he trained a very famous animal that would become a star of a huge TV show. You know who that is? Lassie? No. Did he really train Flipper? Oh, yeah. My brother trained Flipper. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Moving on. Oh, look. 647. (laughs) My brother Ray. You don't believe me? No. God. Did I tell you about my, 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 my younger sister? Holly? No, no, no. She's older than me. I'm the young one in the family. It is BS.show, 6.53, a Thursday morning. So happy it's Thursday, yes. Um, Mike Otten just uh, texted me and said that now that I've revealed my older brother, Ray Hildebrand, that I should talk about my great-grandfather, Sam Hildebrand. His name would not be Sam. Yeah, Sam Hildebrand. Matter of fact, there's a book about Sam Hildebrand. Was this your daddy's dad? This is my great-grandfather. This is my 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 father's father's father. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Notorious citizen of Missouri. Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah, supposedly killed 77 people. Oh, please. Serious story. Serious what story. What is that? Who is he? The son of Sam? No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's interesting. It's a weird story. Uh, here, let me read this. Uh, the so-called Big River Bushwhacker was a mighty bad man and an angry one, too. Confederate sympathizers called Sam Hildebrand a Rob Roy, a freedom fighter. Union supporters vilified him as a ruthless murderer. Sam went from being a farmer and father of six children to one of the most notorious Confederate bushwhackers. When Missouri vigilantes, with the help of the Union Home Guard, lynched his brother Frank, that was my uncle, that was my, that was, that was, that's my great-great-uncle, they lynched his brother Frank, my great-great-uncle in 1861, Sam got revenge against his brother's killers. In retaliation, federal troops burned the family home and shot and killed several of his relatives, including his 13-year-old brother. Okay, you know, these are, you know, this, so what to do? Sam declared war on the North. He joined the Confederate Army, but gained notoriety as, notoriety as a rebel guerrilla fighter. He reportedly had 80 notches carved in the stock of his rifle, which he nicknamed Kill Devil. In his book... Sam Hildebrand rides again. Henry C. Thompson states that a partial list of Sam's victims include 26 civilians and an undetermined number of federal soldiers. Many of his victims were hanged. His reign of terror in southeast Missouri lasted until he died while resisting arrest in 1872. Two years earlier, the literate bushwhacker, illiterate, see, I keep telling people not to go to school. Uh, anyway, that he 
dictated his experiences to two journalists, and his life story was published as Autobiography of Samuel S. Hildebrand. Civil War historian Kirby Ross edited a 2005 edition. Sam's own words aptly sum up his violent life. Quote, I make no apology to mankind for my acts of retaliation. I make no whining appeal to the world for sympathy. I sought revenge and I found it. The key of all hell was not suffered to rust in the lock while I was on the warpath. That's my great-grandfather. Look it up. Just go. Just Google. Google Sam Hildebrand. That that come up. This is an article off a website called True West Magazine, uh-huh. and it was written Did by. Did you ever do Me in Twenty Three? It was written by Orv- Orville Turner of Richwoods, Missouri. You know where Richwoods is? That's not too far from here. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. You know. You know why they called Richwoods? Because it's woods that are rich. No, but there's broke. That's what. That's what they called Ridgewoods. <laughs> they live in the sticks, but they're all broke. No, twenty three and me. No, we'd never do that. Well, you probably should because you know you really need to get into the the CIA's database. But no, aside yeah, from that, that's see that's what happens. You get into the database. Of course it is. <laughs> that's and, the real census right there. Right. How do you think they caught the the guy from Idaho, the alleged murderer of the four college kids? That's that's he wasn't in the database, but his dad was. That's how they caught him. You know, I mean, the whole thing is God. What did his daddy have to do with it? No, they 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 can figure out even if you're like. Like, are you in? Did you ever do the the genealogy, the genealogy thing, the the DNA? Have you ever done that? You done twenty three and me? No, I actually bought it, but I never did it. Okay, has your husband or anybody in your family done it? Probably so. No. Pro- okay, but there's probably somebody that's related to you that's done it. Okay, there's certain DNA that shows family lineage. In other words, if it's your DNA, it'll come back as a direct match. But if it's not your DNA. There's other people that share your DNA because they are blood relatives of you. Like, for example, you know, like, let's say your, your grandmother, your grandmother, how many, how many, did you have, uh, you were an only child, but did your grandmother, uh, if you go back, were there, were there other kids where you you did your dad have brothers or sisters? I mean, did, yeah, did your, did your husband have brothers and sisters? Uh, half brothers. Okay. How about, how about anybody else in your family? Like, did you, did you have, uh, you know, like your, if you trace back your grandfather, did they have kids, your grandfather and grandmother, did they have kids? Well, my, my grandmother had my mom and my mom and my brother, her brother. See, there you go. So in other words, in other words, your brother, if your brother did 23 and me. I don't have a brother. I had a half brother. Well, you said you said your 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 he was her your, brother. It was that was your uncle. My though. mom's brother. Yeah, it was your uncle, right? Yes. Okay. So if he did 23 and me, then your family tree is in the database. So in other words, if you committed yes. a crime. Yeah, I know. But yeah. no, he didn't. He right. wanted me to do it. I just never did. Who wanted you to do it? My uncle. Your uncle. Because you know why? Because because Find out that he was related to me back in the 1800s. He was Sam. He was. We're all kind of related together, Brad. <laughs> hey, if you if you believe the Bible, we all are related, right? We're all come from Adam and Eve, right? Wasn't that the deal? Aren't they the original twin? The original couple, isn't that? Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, isn't that how it worked? It was them, and then they created a lot of kids, and then their kids yeah, had kids. Yeah, their own little pack. Right, right. So, <laughs> you think I'm kidding about this kind of stuff? I do. Okay, next hour. 
which is coming up in seconds. I'm going to tell my story. Who I'm going to apologize to a woman who I have no idea who 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 I is, but she did me wrong, and I yelled at her. But I was wrong for yelling at her because I'm not that kind of a guy. But yesterday I was because I had special circumstances that I was ticked off about. Okay. Ooh, you're so ticked off. I was. It's 6.59. I screwed up. No, that's not what I should have done. Okay, where am I? Where am I? What a mess. Okay. <laughs> Are you there? Are you there, Shelly? I am. If for, that's mistake. We're in the second hour. That's mistake 46 already this morning. Okay. You're um, above yourself. You're... you're... <laughs> You're uh, surpassing your your day's best. I'm doing real well. Okay, first off, first off, okay, yesterday, you know, there's this horrendous train derailment in, I think it's called Palestine, Ohio, okay? I heard about that. Yes, and what happened was that there's all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, first off, train derailments are never good. This one's a very bad one. Had a lot of chemical cars, and they made a decision that they were afraid that one of the chemical cars was going to explode. explode. So they purposely set it on fire and blew it up so that it would not explode. Okay? There was like a controlled detonation, so to speak. Okay? Yeah. So yesterday, Pete Buttigieg, the... You know, Department of Chairman or Department of Transportation head, whatever he is, the head of Department of Transportation, comes out and said, "You know, you know who who's the the blame for that that derailment? Donald Trump." Yes, <laughs> he comes out. And says, Did he say that? Yes, he comes out. I here, was kidding. No, but here's the okay. Here's the story right here. Here, here. It, it's like it's like okay, come on. It's like it's like the big story. It's like where's where's it's like a headline story. He claims Donald Trump is to blame. Okay, do you know why Donald Trump's to blame? Why? Pete Buttigieg went in on to tell this, that shortly before, shortly before the train derailment, Donald uh, Trump was in Palestine, Ohio. He was there. And Was he? Yes, and I don't know if you know no, this or not. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was in Palestine, Ohio. They've got, oh, so that's a for real thing. They've got video of him in Palestine, Ohio. And Donald Trump has made no bones about it that he does not like a lot of the new quarters they came out with, the state's quarters. Uh-huh. So, and especially since he does, he no longer lives in New York and he's not happy with New York anymore, he got a big collection of New York quarters and he put them on the rail to squash them because he wanted to show the New York people how mad he was at New York. So he put like a dollar's worth of, you know, like two New York quarters, the state's quarters on each of the rails. Uh-huh. And the train hit the quarters and derailed. Because that's what that man has the time to do. It was well, you know, when you when you have vengeance, you know, you'll do all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, vengeance is a is a strange motivator. Okay, so he, please, <laughs> but I, I'm not even believing you. What he did? He put the quarters on the rails. Of yes. course, Brad. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. You had to apologize to someone? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So now, okay, here's story number two. Indiana Jones 5 is coming out. And you know what they're saying? What? Indiana Jones is not going to be a good guy in this movie. Why do they do that? <laughs> because. There are people that look, I mean, there are children that have grown up with the Indiana Jones do good be good, he's you know. A, he's a bad guy in the movie. Okay, here. I hate when they do that. Here, here All we, it does is like 
like ruin these kids' dreams. Here's the, here's the director of the movie. Here's how he explains this. The mistake uh-huh. you can make in movies, and we've all seen movies like this, is where someone is of ripe age, but the entire movie is continuing this decade charade along with them that they're not all that old. So in other words, he's saying he's going to show how old he is. He's going to limp around. He's going to look like me, you know, because I'm older than him. I'm 87. He's 80. That's Harrison Ford. Um, and he's going to and he's going to talk about the fact that he's entering a gray area of his life. Remember, we had we had Sean Hayes on here talking about black and white and gray. And matter of fact, his book is called something. What's it? A, into the gray or something like that? Or or the gray mistake or something like that. The idea being is there's black and there's white. White. Two hundred and fifty six shades of gray. Black is bad and if you you stay in the white, but if you venture into the gray, you may end up in the black. Or matter of fact, I wish I wish I ended up in the black because I'd rather have some money. But that's that's red and black. That's a whole other story. Okay. So they're going to the the fifth Indiana Jones movie is going to trash the poor guy. You know? And they're going to show all sorts of bad things about him. Do you want to go see that movie? Not me. Nope. I don't want to go see that movie. I, you want to go see that movie? No. I, I see. I don't understand. You know, there was a time when you went to the movies to be entertained. Okay? Exactly. Like, I, I, I'll tell you the story. I went into a theater to watch the movie American Sniper, okay, with, you know, the shows the real history of, of one of the world's, you know, the, the, one, the, you know one of the top snipers ever in, you know, fighting over there in, in the foreign countries, okay? I walked out in that movie because it was depressing as hell. That's because it wasn't a chick flick. Well, no, it just, it just you can't, wasn't. You can't. <laughs> I mean, and, and if you know how, if you know how if he. you not put a spin. If you know how he dies. On a, on a sniper movie. Well, but the sad. That includes romance. The sad part of it is, is, you know, I mean, you already know the ending of the story because of the fact that you know what happened to him. Uh, you know, he got killed by a guy, a, a, a wigged out veteran they were trying to help. They were at a shooting range, and they were trying to help this guy. He was a PSD, PTSD survivor. You know, he was in the in the military as well too. And he got a gun and shot him and 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 you know and 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 the other guy. So you already and and I'm watching the movie. I'm going like, okay, this is sad. And especially especially because a lot of the stuff was in Afghanistan. And guess what? We just left Afghanistan. You know, and they blew up 13 of our service members. One of them, a local guy right here in the St. Charles County area. You know, I mean, depressing. So I left that movie. I thought to myself, this is not my cup of tea. Don't like this movie. Left. You know, I, I want to go to the movie to be entertained. Which is why you like chick flicks. I See, I don't like chick But you say I like chick flicks. Totally love chick flicks. Your entire stations are based on not, not, a, women, a female demographic. Not podcaster anymore. That's, that's all talk now. Yeah, I know. That's all podcasts. Okay. But- so I'm here to tell my my I'm here to confess that I did something not that I'm not proud of yesterday. Okay. Uh huh. What is it? it? Was it wasn't one of your finer moments? There's a backstory to this. Okay, and you know a little bit of the story. We do business because of the fact we have these radio stations. We have lots of shall we say vendors that we send money to to keep us on the air, like Ameren UE and Quiver River, who is just I mean Quiver River has spent so much money with me. I can barely quiver over electric. I can barely say anything bad about them. I mean, all the years they've supported our radio stations. God, I just am so happy for their all their support. Anyway, 
You're, not you're gonna, funny. You're not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you got that one in remember there. When we got kick, remember when we got kicked out of the Quiver River, uh, the shareholders meeting? <laughs> I do. <laughs> that was super fun. <laughs> it was. Okay. So, anyway. That was early in my career with you. Yes, a long time ago. So, anyway, I have a particular vendor who an attorney last week for this company sends me a nasty gram saying I owe them tons of money. So I'm going like, I don't own that money. I paid that. So for a week, I have been sending canceled checks to this company saying, okay, here's another payment you haven't credited me. I'm up to $8,000 I paid them that they say that they claimed I didn't. And I'm, I'm having to go to the bank and get canceled checks to send to this attorney and these accountants, and I'm now dealing with not one, not two, not three, not four, but five accountants for this company. And I'm going like, I don't owe you this money. Here's the canceled checks. And every time I send them, and and what's interesting is they'll say things like, you didn't make any payments in July of 2022. So what do I do? I send them a canceled check of my payments in July of 2022. You know, oh, okay. Well, you didn't make any payments in February of 2023. So I go and I send them a canceled check of the payments I made to them in February 2023. So I am on the phone with my accountant, and I'm headed down to Clayton to take care of some business in the Clayton, you know, the the St. Louis County Executive Building right there on Central and Clayton. You know what I'm talking about. Your your old stomping ground in Clayton, right? So you know me. I back into parking places, right? You totally do every so single time. I'm in the meter and it's lot, the farthest place away. Right. I'm I'm in the meter lot, and once again, I'm in the back of the lot. I'm in the meter lot. I'm pretty much as far back as you can get this lot. I'm actually closer to Bemiston than I am in the central. So if you know which lot I'm talking about, it's a great big metered parking lot that goes all the way from from it. It's it's right next to. It's just to the that would be to the east of the county jail. And the parking lot goes from Central all the way to Bemiston. Okay, it's a great big long metered parking lot that's owned by the city of Clayton. Okay. Yes. So I pull into, I go down this row, and there's a parking space there. So I turn, you know, I go forward, and I'm almost to the point where I'm getting close to the cars on the other side. If this makes any sense, and I'm getting ready to back up, and a lady going the other way down the aisle pulls in front of me and takes my parking space. I mean, literally, and I'm going like, and I even honked at her because when she went in front of me, I thought to myself, she's going to hit the front of my car because I was almost, I was fairly close to the other cars. You know how when you pull in, you pull in, in like in yeah. like aisle, you pull toward the other cars, then you back up, okay? And yes. these par- and these parking spaces, they're not the, the, the angled parking spaces. They're straight parking spaces. So, I, you know, I'm in reverse, and she almost hits me in the front, and she pulls and just goes in the parking space. And I'm going like, and I'm on the phone with my accountant, and I just let loose a, a you know, a, a, a expletive or two, and I'm going like, I can't believe she just did that. So I get out of the car, and the other crazy thing is, the thing I noticed as she pulls in front of me, she's wearing a mask. She's in her car with a mask on. Okay, now a mask has uh, see 
a mask as in like a, an N95 or yes. a mask as is in like a, Mardi Gras? No, not, she's not a criminal and she's not a Mardi Gras person. She's a woman who's driving in her car by herself and she's got a mask on. Now, explain that to me. Explain. Maybe she forgot she had it on. Well, explain what. You, you know, you still, every once in a while, you still see somebody driving down a highway with a mask on. You're like, okay, they're in their car by themselves. What are they doing? What are they? Are they protecting? Are they afraid their 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 cruise control is going to get COVID or something like that? Or you know, is is the horn button gonna gonna you get sick? Or you know, is their speedometer going to not work anymore? It's like, I don't get it. So I was like ticked because I'm talking to my accountant because once again yesterday morning I got my typical email from this company saying, "Hey, you still owe us forty six thousand dollars." I go, I don't owe you anything. Okay, so I get out of the car. And I walk over to her door, and she ignores me. And I said, ma'am, I was backing into that parking space. And she rolls down her window, and she says, I didn't see you. <laughs> she didn't see me. She almost hit me in the front going around me to go into the parking space. And I go, I, how could you not see me? You had to drive around me to get into this parking space. Because, in other words, I'm going down the aisle one way. So in other words, I'm like at a 45-degree angle pointed one direction she's coming the other way so it wasn't like she snuck in behind me you know what i mean she drove in front of me to go into the parking space and she says she didn't see me and i go i go you know i usually don't get upset about these things but i'm not in the best of mood this morning and she says well i didn't see you it's not my fault i didn't see you and i said okay fine i didn't cuss her out or anything so i want to apologize that lady i need to apologize to somebody too did the same lady cut you off? Did she get in your parking space? No, this one was totally my fault. Okay, what'd you do? Well, but see, see, but here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing that let me go back to this for a minute, and you're gonna get mad at me. I'm gonna invoke the Billy Jean moment here. And not oh. not J E A N G E N E. Billy Jean is oh, a guy snooze. that I follow that Shelly hates that I think he's an interesting dude. He's a guy from San Diego, runs a company, a marketing he's company. He's a weirdo. And he, and he has 13 rules of success. And I uh-huh. think rule number rule number zero, he has, it's funny, he has 12 rules, but he has rule, rule, rule number zero, rule number one. I think it's rule number two. Everything's your fault. So it was my fault that I pulled into that parking space because if I just would You didn't, though. That's No, no, no. It's my fault that I backed into that parking space because if I would have fronted in the parking space, I would have been in the parking space and she she couldn't have done that. So it was my fault that she stole my parking space. And okay. now, now, here, but let me tell you one more part of the story, okay? Here's where, here's where karma came back to kick me in the butt. Okay, you ready for this part of the story? I have instant karma, so I understand. Okay, here's where karma kicks me in the butt. I'm so upset that she pulled in the parking space and took my parking space. And then we started like, well, I didn't see you. I forgot to put money in the meter. So, Did you get a ticket? Yes. When I come out, I get a $20 parking ticket from the city of oh. Clayton. I'm going like, okay, it just doesn't get any better than this. You know, now, once upon a time, I was the king of parking tickets in Clayton because my very first job in the radio business was at the original KSOQ 111 South Bemiston, which is now the county jail. And some of the guys that I work with are still at that address. They tore down the building and they just, you know, they, they put them in temporary housing from the radio station. And then they put them in the jail when they built the jail there. So now I owe 20 bucks to the city of Clayton. And, and the crazy thing about it is you read the ticket and it says, if you pay within 30 minutes, it's half price. And I didn't have any cash on me. And I'm going like, I'm not going down to the city of Clayton 
you know, to or actually I did have cash on me. I had a hundred dollar bill on me. I'm going like I'm not going out of the city of Clayton and giving a hundred dollar bill because they're going. We don't have change. Yeah, that's too big a bill. We don't have anything over a twenty. You know that kind of crap. So okay, so now your deal where you tick somebody off. I I I had to. They didn't say I did, but I I had to because I would have been really mad at me. <laughs> So I was, you know, you're driving down Mid Rivers, and then you see that hot, fresh donut sign. Yes. And when it's on, you make a beeline for there so you can get your hot, fresh donuts. And that's all hype. But anyway, keep going. Whatever. Yes. Anywho. I go right next to to Freddy's, uh, which you should, you should go to. It's right next to, to, to the donut place. And they've always got the sign up that says, hot burgers now, right now. And I go in there, and they're always hot and fresh. Keep uh-huh. going. Okay, keep going. Okay. So I turned, you know, I, I turned in, and I thought I missed the and, – and I didn't see anybody behind me. And my backup camera is not working right now. So I was looking behind me. I looked both ways, didn't see anybody. So I backed up. <laughs> I backed up. To get into the drive. Yeah. You know, to get into this place. Right. I didn't know there was another driveway, but, uh, or another entrance. So I do that, and then I have to go around the building to get into, um, in line. And evidently, when I was backing up, there was this beautiful black car, kind of sat low to the ground, so I didn't really see it. And I was backing up, well, I stopped fast, and then I backed up to get into this line, and he actually, he or she actually got in front of me, because they actually went to the entrance that I should have been going in, and um, yeah, I I did that to them, and I'm really sorry I did that. So you, you line jumped them? I don't know what that means. Well, you jumped in line. You got in front of them. No, I was there first. My point being is that I was backing up. He was behind me. Did you hit him? No. I didn't even see the man. No, here's a woman. Matter of fact, it I saw the it had to be a girl because he had he or she had a butterfly on the back of their window. Beautiful black car with a white butterfly in the center. Of the so back you, window. you've never seen the butterfly in the back of my car? No, Brad, I haven't. <laughs> so what what Shelly didn't realize is she's got, you like the planes have a cockpit voice recorder. Shelly has that in her car. And <gasps> I down- no, she doesn't, I but do- go on. I downloaded the audio from the interaction where, where, where Shelly's backing up and she almost hits the person and she yells out. In the roundabout and get off. They just want to get in the roundabout and get off. And the person that she almost smashed into yelled, and Shelly stopped. Oh, my. So what invoked <laughs> this, the, the, the flipper today? I love flipper. They call him flipper, flipper. Faster Why than- would you think of – see, that's another thing. If they would have um, made flipper a, a mean flipper <laughs> – they would have destroyed 
hundreds of kids. Well, that's just like if if you had seen the thing with Winnie the Pooh. Do you know the Winnie the Pooh story? No. <laughs> when the copyright on Winnie the Pooh has expired, so in other words, anybody can what? use the copyright on Winnie the Pooh or the trademark or something like that. Camera has expired. Okay. So now there's guys making slasher movies, and the slasher is guess who? Winnie oh the, no! Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes. How could they? How could they let that happen? <laughs> I mean, see, you don't. You don't think I? You think I make this up? Let me. I just. No, put it, I, I believe Winnie that. the Pooh. A slasher movie. S-L-A. Here. I saw this other than myself. Okay. Hey, kids. You know, let's watch. (laughs) Yes. It's it's 2023. It's called Winnie the Pooh. Are you ready for this? Colon. Blood and Honey. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's... it's, it's at the hold on a minute. It's at the Marcus de Bear Theater. Four thirty. You know they're closing some of their theaters. Hold on a minute. It's here. Overview. Here, let me read the overview. Ready for this? Oh, now Farrell. Sure. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> now Farrell and bloodthirsty Winnie the Pooh and Piglet terrorize Christopher Robin and a group of young women at a remote house. <laughs> It was released February fifteenth. It's just oh, it's just been out for a couple of days. <laughs> Today's what the seventeenth? What today is? Today's the seventeenth. Isn't today the seventeenth? Yeah. So it's the sixteenth. No. What's today? Thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. It's today's sixteenth. You sure? Thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, you're right. Okay, sixteenth. Okay, February. It was released yesterday. The characters. Um, let's see if there's a review for it. Um, um, top story. Okay, here's here's from the BBC. Thirteen hours ago. You ready for this? A bizarre slasher film has taken advantage of the copyright for A.A. Milne's classic tale expiring and reimagined the lovable bear as an axe-wielding, <laughs> axe-wielding villain. <laughs> Each year in January, countries around the country, around the world, one January remains one of the most exciting days in the calendar for lawyers and creatives alike. It's Public Domain Day, when the copyright expires for works published a certain duration ago. The U.S. copyright limit is 95 years, while in the U.K. it's 70 years, and those works therefore lapse into the public domain. 2022's Public Domain Day is the in the U.S. brought with a particularly tantalizing prospect. A.A. A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh was among the works that have reached their 95-year copyright limit, limit meaning the butter ball bear could henceforth be used and depicted by anyone in any way they wanted within months the culturally entrenched image of winnie the pooh as a kind smiling honey-bellied fellow had quite literally been savage on may 25th the poster for an upcoming slasher horror film <laughs> named they had him in leather and chains <laughs> winnie they? the pooh blood and honey was released and a new pooh emerged half man half bear axe wielding snarling feral Terrifying. The image went viral across That's the internet. so wrong. Triggering a response that seemed to split into two distinct camps. On one side seemed to laugh it off, while the other was outraged. Petitions against the film's release were filed. <laughs> After only five months of Winnie the Pooh's lapse into the public domain, a man had both made an entire horror film from the character and begun the film's release strategy. The man is UK filmmaker Rise Frake Waterfield 
who until recently worked for an electricity supplier while making micro-budget horror movies on the side. Now in the back of his directional debut, Waterfield is responsible for what may turn to be one of the year's most profitable film releases, originally intended as a streaming release with a single-day theatrical showing in the U.S. Now on the back of its poster and trailer, I unexpected online virility, the film is being rolled out in cinemas across the world. In Mexico, where the film received its global premiere on the 29th of January, the film went to number four at the box office in its first week, taking in reported $700,000. That's just in Mexico. These are good omens for the week's first release in the U.S., where it is screening in more than 1,500 theaters. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is a slasher. <laughs> I just think that's wrong. I really do. <laughs> that's one movie I think I want to go see. <laughs> I think it's wrong. <laughs> hey, kids, we're going to see Winnie the Pooh tonight at the theater. Oh, great, Dad. Oh, it's, well, uh-huh. it's not the Winnie the Pooh that you remember. It's the Winnie the Pooh that your mom and dad have always dreamed about, where he goes ape. <laughs> he, he, he drinks too much booze, and he snorts too much cocaine, and he becomes the Winnie the Pooh slasher. Oh, Mom and Dad, that sounds great. We can't wait. Will you buy us some popcorn? No, I won't buy any popcorn because you won't be there long enough to eat it because you'll be running out of the theater screaming, Oh, my God, it's Winnie the Pooh. He's killing people. Right? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> See, I don't like that. I think that's wrong. <laughs> Why is that wrong? <laughs> I think because it's... <laughs> there are kids at Idle Poo. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you know what that does? <laughs> Please do not. <laughs> Just don't. Oh, it's seven thirty. <laughs> I I got that one. <laughs> you said Sugar. what was the other one you said today? They just want to get in the roundabout and get off. No, that's not what it is. Okay, <laughs> it's seven thirty. It is BS dot show, and Shelly is the antihero. Okay, we're talking about this last break. Wow, thanks. I got to read one more paragraph. This is the guy in England who's done the new Winnie the Pooh movie, Blood and Honey. Okay. Um, Shaking my head. Okay. <laughs> Let me read you this paragraph. Okay. Waterfield, this is the guy who produced the film. Waterfield's first issue, How to Make Winnie the Pooh Scary. This is his quote. Then I very quickly got the idea that the film's main theme would be abandonment. Blood and Honey opens with a now adult Christopher Robin returning to the Hundred Acre Wood many years after departing it for college. There he finds his once domesticated friends Winnie the Pooh and Piglet turned feral, scavenging for flesh, blood, and drool hanging, hanging from hanging from their muzzles, ready to go on a killing spree, and ultimately wreak havoc among upon Robin for abandoning them all those years ago. He says, "Get this." Here's a quote again: "I likened it to a pet." If you got a pet and they become super reliant on you and they love you, you give them food, you shelter them, their life's set. They're expecting that to continue forever. Then suddenly, if one day that stopped and they got left in the woods, they would become a very different animal. That's what I wanted. Uh-huh. Oh, appearing at a theater I don't have to like this, today. No. Okay. I will say this, and I'm going to... I'm going to say... Our government doesn't tell us the truth because, no. Why do you make it seem like that's like a a new thing? You know what came out yesterday from CBS News? 
What's that? Okay, let's go back to the original balloon, the original Chinese balloon that, you know, they discovered over Montana and it went over Missouri. People in St. Louis were taking pictures of it and stuff like that. Okay. Remember how the government was like, they were like, Gomer Pyle, well, Shazam, where'd that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shazam, we never thought it came out yesterday that the government knew about these balloons from the minute it took off. It, it, they, they, there's some governmental intelligence agency that tracked the balloon from the minute it took off some island off the Chinese coast. It's off the, there's some like island off the China coast, some military island or something like that. You know how they built all these islands in the middle of the, what, the, the oh China God. Sea or whatever the heck it is, Indian Ocean, whatever it is. Anyway, that, that balloon was, they knew about it from the, the minute it took off, every single step of the way. And do you know this whole bizarre story, how the thing became a news story? No. Social media. Do you know the story? No. A photographer from some newspaper. Let me find a guy's name. Because I heard this story before and I thought to myself, that can't be real. Now it turns out it's real. Okay, so in other words, the government's like, Shazam! We didn't know where that balloon came from. (laughs) They They knew exactly where it was all the time. This guy's a reporter, and he's a photographer for some newspaper. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. So I just search photographer, G-R-A-P-H, who saw Chinese, B-L-L-O-O-O-N. Okay. B-A. The guy's name is Chase Doak, D-O-A-K. He worked for, uh, and here this. He worked for Billings photographer Billings Montana takes viral photo of Chinese spied balloon. This is according to KTVQ. Here, let's see. If, let's see if they got a report on this. Hold on, we listen to this. Hold on a minute. Okay, hold on a minute. Here, here, I'll play this. Let's see if I can get this to play. was just in the right place at the right time. Some say a picture is worth a thousand words, and that's one way photography hobbyist Chase Doak expresses himself. I've continued to do photography when I can, but I, uh, I don't get a whole lot of chances to do it. But on Wednesday, an unexpected chance suddenly appeared. A mysterious orb high in the sky. And I have no idea what it is. His first instinct was to rush home from work and capture the moment. It was just right here. I mean, I was literally right in this vicinity in my driveway. Little did he know he had snapped some of the clearest images taken of this mysterious object, which turned out to be something he could have never imagined. I had posted a couple of photos just to social media, just joking like, I thought I saw a UFO. It turns out that UFO was actually a Chinese surveillance balloon, and Chase's photos have gone viral, appearing all around the world. Even as we're standing here, I can feel my phone vibrating because people are trying to call me. Chase has given several interviews to national and international news outlets since Thursday with no signs of stopping. I did Inside Edition. um, I did NPR. That one will be on a little bit later in the day. And I'm lined up with CNN. It's a complete 180 from what this data analyst at Riverstone Health is used to, despite his previous digital media experience at the Billings Gazette. It's just crazy. This is more attention than any of my photos or my video have received. And I'm, I'm not even in the news business anymore. I'm happy to have played a part in, in history. 
Um, I think as a photojournalist, that was something that I always wanted to do. In Billings, Alina Howder, MTN News. So, see, <laughs> wow. He takes a picture and he's got a really long lens. It looks like, I mean, I can't judge how long, but it's one of those really long telephoto lens, maybe like a thousand, what they call it, you know, thousand millimeter lens. It's super long. So, so once again, the government knew this balloon was there. Okay. They knew it was there from the minute it took off in China. It's flying across the Pacific. It goes up, you know, goes across Guam, goes up across the Aleutian Islands, goes across Canada, you know, goes across Alaska into Canada, then comes down south in Montana. And this guy <laughs> goes home, gets his, his camera out, takes a picture, puts it on social media. Then the government can't deny it. Because the picture, and I, you've probably seen that picture, it's a really clear picture of you can see the solar panels hanging underneath the, the balloon. So that's when the thing goes nuts. Because yes. once again, our government didn't tell us about it. Here's Chase Doak. What a name. I like that. Chase Doak. Superhero. Uh, anyway, here's Chase Doak in his driveway in Billings, Montana, you know, taking pictures with his with his camera and going like, okay, What's going on in the world that the government is like, well, I don't know anything about it. What, 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 balloon? Chinese balloon? What, what, what are you talking about? Eh? What, 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 it can't be a balloon. It's got to be sky, sky trash, right? Sky trash. <laughs> so then the other thing is the other three, quote unquote, objects that they shot down, they can't find any pieces of them. Well, did they disintegrate? I don't know. I mean, don't you think that if a missile hits something, you know, like there's going to be something left? Now, it would I, leave a mark. I get it that the one, the one they shot down over Lake Huron, that's where the missile, the 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 Sidewinder missile missed. And by the way, I did. You know, we talked about that yesterday, and they did say that the the missile hit Lake Huron. Can you imagine being a fisherman out there? You know, you're you're. You know, casting your bait out there on your hook. Hey, boy, great day out here on Lake Huron, relaxing. Oh, boy, work's been tough. Whoa, whoa, what's that sound? Whoa, whoa, it's a missile coming at me. Goes right next to your boat. That was nice, Brad. (laughs) What else do you have to say? No, but, but see, once again... People don't believe the government. You know, it's just like the crazy With thing. With good reason. Well, it's like. I mean, using us for plausible deniability. Have, have you watched any of these hearings that are going on right now? Not that the Republicans are charged. They're going all these congressional hearings. And they got all these Twitter executives. They're, yeah. No, I, oh I my haven't God. been watching that. This is so funny. This is so funny. I mean, these guys, these Twitter... Funny peculiar or funny ha No, the Twitter executives, well, uh, well we, we, we didn't do anything bad. Well, you know, and, and the one guy yesterday says, says you know, he's questioning these guys, and he's doing the, he's doing the typical prosecute, prosecutor... I think this guy is, a, you know, like Trey, what was the guy's name? He was an ex-prosecutor as well, too, before he became a congressman. This guy's asking this guy from Twitter questions... And he gives the answers, but the only problem is the guy, the congressman asking the questions already has the answers. So he says to him, he says, how many of the people, what percentage of the people do you, that work at Twitter are democratic or, you know, the democratic party He goes, well, it's fairly high. He says, well, how, how many do you think that is? Well, it's like 90%. And then the congressman come back, try 98.5%. And then he says, of all the money that was donated by the Twitter employees, uh, where did that money go? 
You know, which political party did that money go? Well, I don't know, a little bit for the Democrats, a little bit for the Republicans. No, try 99.5% went to Democratic candidates. And you're going like, okay, we get it. Now you know why they hushed up the, the stupid Hunter Biden laptop. And now Hunter Biden's come out and saying, hey, yeah, it is my laptop, and you guys stole it. He's going after that guy. The guy's, you know who I'm talking about? You've never seen the picture of this guy before? The guy, no. the computer dude. He's got no, this. No, I never have. <laughs> Hold on, Mr. Hunter Biden. He's got this. First off, he looks like something out of a kid's movie. Hunter Biden, computer guy. He's, he's got four names. Let me see if I look this up real quick. He <laughs> almost, you know, computer. How do you spell computer? C-O-M-P-U-T-E-R. Really? Hunter Biden, computer uh, guy. Dude. Okay. Dude, okay. He, him. Okay, his name is John Paul Mac Isaac. Okay. And Did he make that? He's an <laughs> I don't person. know. And he works on Mac. He works on Apple computers, right? Uh, where's the picture of him? Uh, okay, here it is. Here. Here, this is. Here, I'll send you this picture. Okay, you ready? Hold it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna screen. Oh, like it's gone. Hold on. Where's a picture of him? Okay, here it is, right here. I'm gonna screen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I just. Here, I'm gonna shoot this to you. Okay, you ready? <laughs> uh, uh, shoot away. Okay, I'm sending you this picture. Okay. TikTok. Now look at it and you tell me what you think of the guy. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Did, did you get it yet? I just did. Okay, look at it. Huh. Hold on, let me bring him up. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I wore that John hat. John Paul Mac Isaac's new book, American Injustice. Now, I, my battle to expose the truth. Right. I think his I think his name is phony because if you look behind his the name of his company is called The Mac Shop. He's an Apple dude and he works on Apple computers. So his name is John Paul My, Mac Isaac. Yeah, right. His name's, you know, and I work it's on probably John Paul Isaac. <laughs> yes, and he threw Mac in there. Oh, my name's because I I'm he is the Mac man. Right. I'm so much in a Mac computers that hey, my baby, name's Mac. I'm the Mac man. <laughs> right. Okay. How would you describe the hat he's wearing? Um, it's, it's a, uh, caddy's hat. A caddy's hat, like in yeah. like Caddyshack or something like that? It's, the one that has the, uh, it's a golfer's hat. It's a weird beret with a ball on the top, like a little fuzzy ball. It's a ball. golfer's hat. A golfer's hat. Okay, now, would you consider him to be whitey white bread? He's not like me. He's not like a BIPOC like me. I am a person of color. Matter of fact, I am, I can look at my card here. I am Mocha Java. Would you say that he's about as white as a white person can get? No. Oh, you don't? You don't think he's that white? He's so white, he's pink. It could be the picture, Brad. No, it's not the picture. You don't know that. It says right here, John Mac, what's his name? John Wayne Mac Isaac is John so Paul. white. John Paul Mac Isaac is so white that sometimes he, he when he's on the sheets at home, nobody can see him. That's what it says right here. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Oh, it's 7.49. We have to take a break. You don't believe anything I say anymore this morning. Here, I tell no, you about I've, my it's, it's, my yeah, long-lost older brother, Ray Hildebrand, yeah, and then yes. and then my great-grandfather, Sam Hildebrand, who was killed <laughs> yes. 80 people. 
You don't believe a word I say. Yes. <laughs> 7.49. It is BS.show. Shelly, she's a woman. Yeah, she. you can say that, right? You can say that now? You can still say that? Do you that? actually think that? Because half the time you don't even think I'm <laughs> no, a be, person. Be, that's right. I think you're Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> uh-huh. Blood and honey, right? <laughs> I still think that that is just, I'm offended. Okay. Really. Yesterday, changing topics here. Yesterday, Nikki Haley, who was the former governor of of South Carolina and the former ambassador of the United States, or ambassador of the United Nations from the United States, came out and said she was gay. No, she came out and said she's running for president of the United States. Okay. Isn't so, she the real pretty one? Yes. Very attractive. Very all, all these women governors are knockouts. The you know, uh, Gretchen Wilson, who's the former country star, is now in Michigan. You know, Christy Nome, you know, my favorite, who's not a, not a a, a, um, a a governor, but a former congresswoman, is Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Oh my god, if Tulsi called me up right they now and said, Get Brad, a room, Brad, Brad, get rid of those stupid radio stations and come travel with me, be my, be my, uh, media advisor and my you can, pool boy right be uh, my cabana boy i go i go hell with this stupid wear a, a thong <laughs> right and just well, remember well i wouldn't go that thongs far. like spandex <laughs> yeah. are a privilege not a right well for me it would it would not be a privilege it wouldn't be a right either okay so anyway nikki haley comes out and says she's going to run for president and the women on the view go ape over this they say, oh it's terrible now keep in mind why are they going after her A, she's a woman. B, she's BIPOC. She's a black, indigenous, personal person of color because she's Indian. So she's not white. She's Indian, okay? So they're going after her, and they're saying, oh, it's terrible. She's trying to, and and talked about she used to be a Sikh, which is one of the religions in India. And now, oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yes. Is she an Indian like American Indian? No, no, she's or Indian like country Indian. Okay. Yes. Okay. And they're going after her because she's a Sikh. She used to be a Sikh, but she confer- converted to Christianity. I think she's a Catholic now. So they're going after her. And guess what? They're going after her, and they're going after her because she changed her name. Her her Nikki's not her real name, okay? They're going after her. I don't know how to look it up, but they're going after her because she changed her name. Terrible she changed her name. Whoopi Goldberg is saying, she changed her name. That's terrible. You know what the interesting thing about that is? You know, Was Whoop- she born Whoopi? No, her real name is... Karen Elaine Johnson. She was born in 1955. Karen Elaine. Yes, that's her real name. Karen, C-A-R-Y-N. She's a Karen, believe it or not. Karen Elaine Johnson. Karen Elaine Johnson. She's complaining that Nikki Haley has changed her name, and that's cultural misappropriation. Now, once again, the name name Goldberg. Did your mother call you Whoopi? Well, now, hold on a minute. But Goldberg, okay? Shelly, you grew up in Clayton. Your dad was Jewish, right? Yes. Goldberg is a very Jew- Jewish name, correct? It is. There's a lot of Jewish her people named. Has to be Jewish. I get it, but there's a lot of. But she's complaining about cultural misappropriation. She's not Jewish. I'm pretty sure she's not. Let me. Uh, if her mother is Jewish, partner. she's Jewish. Well, her, her mother's not Jewish. She just her mother. I get what you're saying. It's she's female dominated. Oh, get get this. Okay. What. She's black, okay? Her career started on stage in 1983 with her one one woman show. You know what the one woman show was called? Me too. Spook show. <laughs> Once again, she's black and she called her show Spook Show. Talking okay. about talking about cultural misappropriation. She's black. 
She picks up a Jewish name when Whoopi, I think Ju- Whoopi would, you know, I know Jewish people named Whoopi. Whoopi Cohen, I know, you know Whoopi Cohen? I know Whoopi Cohen. You know Whoopi Cohen? Never had the pleasure. <laughs> he's a great guy. <laughs> so they're complaining about... He's going to be mad at you, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's not going to be happy with me. They're complaining. Hold it. They're, they're, Nikki, let me see. Where, what's her real name? Um, they're Fatima. complaining. And, and once again, Whoopi Goldberg's complaining about cultural misappropriation. Okay. Uh, N-I-K-K-I... Nikki Haley, okay, if she is male, she's born in 72. Her real name is Namarada. Her, her middle name is Nikki. Her, real, her first name is Namarada, N-I-M-A-R-A-T-A, Nikki Haley. And she was born January 20th, 72. She is, how old is she? She is. She's uh, younger than my babes. Yeah, she's young. Okay. Um, no, she's not. When was your no, daughter born? No, she's older. Yes, she's older. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. Yeah. So, so she's using her middle name. Okay, Karen Elaine Johnson. Don't be call yourself Whoopi Goldberg. Call yourself Elaine, right? Yeah. God. <sighs> you know, Elaine Johnson. Isn't that? Uh, we we got to go. Because look what time it is. Oh, 7.59. Brandon's been a slice of heaven as usual. Everybody have a great day. Peace and I fly. Dr. Barr, thanks for the great therapy session this morning. It's 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.